Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hello, it's Wednesday, the 25th of October. I'm Alex von Tunzelman, and if I stand still for long enough, someone will probably nominate me for Speaker of the United States House of Representatives. Welcome back to Paper Cuts, the modern newspaper review. We're baking up an ambitious souffle from the best bits of the newspapers, putting it in a moderately warm oven and not looking in case it collapses into a pot of warm sludge. We're out five days a week for your listening delight. And if you'd like to help the show keep on growing, we're out five days a week for your listening delight. And if you'd like to help the show keep on growing and get cool stuff, then why not join the Paper Cuts Supporters Club? Just visit back.papercutsshow.com, that's B-A-C-K dot papercutsshow, two S's, dot com, to find out how. There's a link in the show notes. Now, here are the headlines for today's show. You complete bankers. To everyone's amazement, Rishi Sunak thinks rich people should be richer. Oops, she did it again. Britney Spears finally tells her own story. And bonk of England. The papers go sex mad. Welcome to Paper Cuts. We read the papers so you don't have to. Thanks for joining us on Paper Cuts, where you don't have the votes. You don't have the votes. <laughs> I'm Alex von Tanzelman, and joining me on the show today is series producer and mother bleeping Democratic Republican Andrew Harrison. Hello. And also with us is comedian Marcus Brigstock, who's not throwing away his shot. No way. (laughs) (laughs) So what's on the front pages today, Andrew? Well, it is the ongoing story. The Guardian has the release of the hostage Yoshevid Lefshitz, an Israeli peace activist who was held hostage in Gaza, shaking hands with one of her Hamas captors at the moment of her release. Uh, And the headline is, uh, beneath that is UN calls for immediate ceasefire to end epic suffering in Gaza. So the Guardian has one slant on the Israel um, Hamas war. The Telegraph, on the other hand, goes with UN defence of Hamas is a tragedy, says Israel. Minister urges Secretary General to step down after backing calls for a ceasefire. Um, the UN Secretary General's take on, on the Israel Hamas war has been described as partisan. Shocking comments in which he suggested that Hamas's attack on October the 7th was provoked by the suffocating occupation of Palestinian territories. Uh, over in the eye, also on this story, UN chief warns of violations in Gaza provoking fury from Israel. Israel urges UN chief to resign after saying that the Hamas attack did not happen in a vacuum. Antonio Guterres warned of humanitarian laws being breached as civilians come under Israeli fire in southern Gaza after evacuation order and are used as human shields by Hamas. However, 
There is one paper which has got something else. We're in a very grim period for news at the moment, aren't we? Um, the, the Mirror has, I have to admit, this was a very confusing front page when I saw it. Killer Noy and the Jungle Millions. This is road rage killer Kenneth Noy. And I will admit, when I saw this, I thought, they're not putting him on a, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, are they? For God's sake. <laughs> that is not what's happening. Uh, Noy has links to a multi-million pound jungle scheme at the centre of land grabbing claims. He lives in a property which is also the headquarters of Amazon Forest People, set up by his son to protect Brazil's rainforest. And the scheme is being sued for £800,000 amid accusations it illegally uses public land. I mean, this is kind of one of those uh, older listeners will remember, one of the hardy stories of the 80s in the 90s, Kenneth Noy, big time gangster, mm. actually imprisoned for um, stabbing a man to death in a road rage instance, and, and uh, now lives on the Amazon uh, in in the in the Brazilian rainforest. They all seem to go to Brazil. Why is that? Yeah. I yeah. don't know. I guess the weather's quite nice. That's it, yeah, yeah. probably. Possibly there for, you know, I don't know, the amazing carnival. Yes. It's a warning sign, isn't it? If a family member says, I'm moving to Brazil, you should definitely ask questions. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Marcus, what have you got for us? Yeah, I mean, you know, similar. The front page is a, a, a difficult and upsetting uh, read. So my nightmare goes on, cries Freed Hostage 85. This is the front cover of The Times. Uh, peace activist haunted by the trauma. She's uh, yeah, 85 years old and was beaten with sticks uh, in the underground tunnels by members of Hamas. And her husband is still being held. Um, so it's a, a horrific situation. Uh, I mean, there's just no way of discussing it, is there, without it, without delving into how deeply upsetting and, and ghastly the situation is. And, and tragically, I think we'll, it seems like it's just going to go on getting worse for the time being. Um, however, there is the star. Thank God um, for the star. Which, thank God for the star, exactly. Which, uh, let's not forget, underneath the... Uh, <laughs> The heading of the star itself in little yellow letters, proud to love animals <laughs> uh, every day. Uh, but they don't love all animals because there's yet another story here about bedbugs. Oh, uh, not the blooming bedbugs. Yeah. but <laughs> these, <laughs> bedbugs are back. But if you thought bedbugs were bad, uh, you'll enjoy this. Red bugs under the bed. Psycho scumbag Vlad makes psycho scumbag critter crisis worse. <laughs> <laughs> Creepy mad Vlad planting fake news on psycho scumbag bedbugs to scare the West. It's bad enough without your help, Putin, you scumbag. So basically, Mad Vlad is planting fake news and the star is helping by putting it on the front yes, of the paper. Exactly. <laughs> so, exactly. Where the do they go after Psycho Scumbag as well? It, it, it's like you can't go any higher than Psycho Scumbag, can you? Do they no. have a next level? I don't know. I mean, that seems pretty much the top. And so their contention is that Vladimir Putin has released the bedbugs or is it's, released the stories about the bedbugs? He has been elevating stories. Uh, I mean, the, th the thing about this is, it is sort of plausible in its way that the massive army of Russian bots that Elon Musk seems to have no interest in controlling <laughs> might well be elevating uh, the sense of crisis that exists across Europe, including us all feeling uncomfortable when we actually go to bed. But uh, I, I think essentially what's happened here is someone's come up with red bugs under the bed. Right, yes. And then worked back from the headline. So, Tory's going to Tory. Now, it's not often that the Financial Times and the Daily Star both have the same front page story. In fact, I think this might be the first time we've observed this. It's not the red bugs. But today they both have featured the question of bankers' bonuses. Andrew, what's going on? Well, it is wonderful to look at life from both sides. Uh, the FT 
presents the story's Bankers Bonus Cap axed in bid to increase post-Brexit appeal of City. The uh, rather sober story of how the uh, the cap on bank- Bankers Bonuses that was introduced in 2014 is now going to lapse. The Star has a slightly different take on it, which is bonkers bankers pay boom. Right, And on yes. page two, obscene Rishi lifts cap on Bankers Bonuses. Now, we can probably put together a perfect view of this story by reading both of these papers. The <laughs> FT says uh, the move follows a consultation this year on whether to abolish the 2014 rule, limiting bonuses to just twice the base pay. I mean, come right, on. Right, just twice. These people are eking out a living on twice their base pay. Um, uh, financial regulators have argued against the ban before it was introduced. And be- now that we've left the EU, the government thinks that it, but removing it will increase the competitiveness of the city post-Brexit. It is a decision for the PRA, which is the Prudential Regulation Authority, rather than the Treasury itself. The Treasury is kind of distancing itself from it. But of course, the PRA is not exactly going to do this without a wink from the from the uh, from the Treasury. Right. So um, when the idea was uh, the idea of scrapping the cap was floated by Kwasi Kwarteng in the first place. In you remember that brief period when he was Chancellor, <laughs> yeah, due was, to an administrative that was error. Weird. Yeah, <laughs> somebody left a swipe card on a, in, a, in the Costa, and he picked it up and became Chancellor for five minutes. Um, Kwarteng floated this idea last September and was huge public backlash, which the star is continuing to backlash on. At the time, Keir Starmer said it amounted to pay rises for bankers, pay cuts for district nurses. But as the FT says, the party has since embarked on a charm offensive to win over the city ahead of an election expected next year. So basically, it looks like only the poor old star is continuing to keep raging hard <laughs> against, uh, you know, more cash it's money. It's all very the- well them calling bankers bonkers, but... Yeah. No one is discussing here whether the bankers are working much harder than everyone else because they they might be and that, you know just really I'm just deserve to, the money. You mean, yeah, they, they, they might be, but do you think they are? <laughs> oh no, I don't. No, I no, don't no, think no, so either. No, no. Um, yeah, I mean it is the kind of thing that lands very very badly in the middle of a. Uh, what I've heard referred to numerous times as the Cosy Lives crisis. Uh, oh my God! Yes. Really? I was on um I was on a train with Quasi Quartang last week, and um I, it was ex- an extraordinary wave of emotion. <laughs> so on a on you know on a personal level, obviously uh, I'm lucky enough to own a house, so my mortgage was directly affected by decisions that he and Liz Trust made together. Uh, and then there's the more important and much wider context of what their short reign did to the country, all of which is in Britannia Unchained, uh, released beforehand. We knew what they were going to do. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> the point being, I was on a train with Quasi Kwarteng and I didn't know what to do because I thought I really don't like the thing of people yelling at politicians, whatever they've done, it's dangerous and blah, blah, blah. And I realised after about five minutes that I was being Paddington. <laughs> and literally just delivering a long, hard stare. Right. <laughs> and it wasn't like I'm staring, wondering what to do. I was giving a, I hope you look at me stare so that you know, without me saying anything, that I think you're appalling. Were you I also eating some marmalade at the time? Constantly. It, yeah, constantly good, eating good. marmalade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go for the full immersion. But yeah. if you'd gone for the full Paddington, you would have immediately been identified as an illegal migrant. Yes, and exactly. That country. So it's a good job we didn't see Flung you. to Rwanda or Peru. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. 
Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. Now, do you want to feel old? It was more than 20 years ago Britney Spears told us she's not a girl, not yet a woman, and The Guardian says that's still true even though she's 41. Britney's published her memoir titled The Woman in Me, and this seems to be a celebrity story that even relatively serious publications like The Times and The Guardian think their readers should know about. Marcus, what's the story here? Yeah, she's written her memoir, and uh, the little bits of it that I've read are awful. I mean, I don't mean badly written. I mean, (laughs) awful. Uh, I've never had much of an opinion on Britney Spears, but I'd like to publicly apologise for having taken the piss out of her vocal fry. Mm. Uh, And and also say I'm glad that my piss-taking stopped there. Her life has been, as far as I can tell, wretched. Even if you suggested that only half of what she's written here is the account of a of a good witness, and we're not always the best witnesses to our own story. She's never really known any freedom from the very beginning when she was in the, what was it, the Mickey Mouse Club with mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake and, and the like. Uh, they all, I think, looked like they were having a tremendous time, but she was being controlled, uh, very, very heavily controlled. Uh, she's felt constantly like her body is public property. And she's felt like that because that's exactly how it's been treated. And when I started reading this, uh, I thought, yes, she'll have had a very controlling childhood and a lot of trauma then, but gradually things will get better. In Britney's account of what's happened to her, things have got much worse. Mm. And as an adult and as a parent, the level of control that has been exerted on her, primarily by her own family, has ramped up, including sort of late on when she was questioning some stuff, she says, about choreography. She was basically whisked off. She was supposed to be learning a routine and said, I don't want to do that. She was whisked off to an incredibly punitive uh, rehab centre where she wasn't allowed to close the door, including when she showered or anything like that. And uh, it really is. It's a it's a, a really upsetting, grisly account. And it made me think, I, I'm I'm not really sure that there are any child stars who are ever okay. Yeah, well, I mean, Andrew, this is the thing. So Britney was 11 when she was cast in the Disney Channel's Mickey Mouse Club and alongside Christina Aguilera, Justin Timberlake, Ryan Gosling, Kerry Russell, lots of people who've gone on to have these careers, signed her record deal when she was 15 and... Um, one interesting thing I thought from the book is that she herself suggested dressing up as a schoolgirl for the Baby One More Time video. Um, I mean, Andrew, is this going to kind of make us think again a bit about child stars, like question I, that situation at all? I think it's uh, arriving at a very interesting time. I think the Gu- the Times and the Guardian, of of they've done the classic thing of uh, fillet it for the important points. Um, and I think this is a moment that's going to take quite a lot of people aback because to an extent, 
everybody was kind of complicit to this. You might have been reading Heat magazine. You might have been sharing mm. a hilarious JPEG in the early days of social media. Or you might have, you know, you might have been reading Pop Bitch or Holy Moly and going, ha ha, laughing up your sleeve. She's shaved her hair. Isn't she mental? And then you realize, you look behind it and it is absolutely heartbreaking. She's mm. a 19 year old kid wanting to enjoy the thing that she's wanted her entire life to be a pop star. And she's not allowed to do it. She, I mean, the, some of the lines that the, uh, the Guardian pulled out, I'd, I'd smile politely while TV show hosts leered at my breasts, while American parents said I was destroying their children for wearing a crop top. Some of the stuff that happens is <laughs> terrifying. Um, you know, she uh, she thinks uh, Kevin Federline is going to take away access to her kids. So she locks herself in a bathroom with one of her sons. Before I knew what was happening, a SWAT team in black suits burst through the door. This is like, you know, Grief. action that happened twice, and, and that, that they were called, I, I think, the SWAT team were called by her family. Mm. Um, and she was taken there. That happened once and then happened again. Yeah. Uh, just a few weeks later. The family do not come out of this well at all. When she comes home from a forced stint in rehab, she finds that her parents have thrown away all of her childhood stuff, including the poetry that she wrote as a way to try and get through the misery she was experiencing. The mother, the father and the sister all come across as absolutely appalling. But I think as this is this story is appearing at the same time as the Russell Brand stuff, where we were all kind of, mm, oh, yes, yeah. you know, what a hilarious fellow with his transgressive, uh, you know, what we can now see as plain sight abusiveness. Mm. Um, you know, that 2000s culture, the Heat magazine culture, look at the state of them culture is really kind of coming across extremely badly right now. And it wasn't that long ago. Do you know what has aged well is that video, Leave Britney Alone, that yeah, went viral. Yeah, well, and like Everyone took the mickey out of it at the time. And now I'm like, you know what? You were onto that, something. That was absolutely mm, correct. Mm, yeah. <laughs> so leave Britney alone, except maybe read her book because she does want you to do that. At Paper Cuts, we love and honour the work of headline writers, except when it sucks. What about the papers today? How's it looking, Andrew? Well, the Sun has a couple of uh, really good ones. The Sun is they are the pinnacle of this game. Or whatever else is wrong with the paper, their headlines are extremely good. Uh, they've got a story about a council which has bought a £13,000 robot to paint lines on football fields. The droid uses GPS technology to mark out the two football pitches. Uh, but there's a row about the cost of it. Paul Penny, who spotted the device being used, said, my thoughts were £13,000 for public ground where it's only kids and Sunday football being played. Are you kidding me? Headline, Robostrop. Oh, Pretty nice. Good, that. nice. I, I do like a, a robot-based headline. <laughs> Elsewhere, we have the story of, uh, it's, it's uh, on the Royal Beat, exclusive, uh, a hunky royal aide dubbed Major Eye Candy, is set to become the king's new super equerry. Lieutenant Colonel Johnny Thompson, seems to be a pretty good-looking fellow. Headline, The King and Eye Candy. Ho, oh, ho, ho. nice. Do Can we have see? a look, please? There you go. What, what, what do you think? What marks are you giving him? Yeah, he's all right. Yeah. Seven? <laughs> Wouldn't kick him out of your coach. Seven or eight? No, okay. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. <laughs> and Marcus, what have you got? Uh, well, I've got the star here, which is always good for a pun. Two sheep have sold for £180,000, more than the cost of some Lamborghinis. And which uh, is what they've said. Um, Can't wheel clamp a sheep. Uh, the pair, a black-faced lamb and uh, and a shearling, netted their owners 90 grand each. And pleasingly, the headline is bargain. Amazing. Which, oh, nice. which, what's, it, which what's, it isn't. No, no, was there an argument over this, in which case, why is that not the headline, ram and lamb, a ding-dong? 
Because oh, my guess is it's coming. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> At the start, you can have that. Um, and then the next one I've got, this is cracking. Uh, so a brewery worker has been caught peeing into a tank used to make lager. Uh, in this shocking clip, a worker at the Tsingtao Beer Factory dressed in blue overalls is seen climbing over a wall. So it's not just like he got caught short. He's, go- <laughs> he's gone he's to really do gone. this. He's put the work in. Yeah. He's put the work in, and I say fair play to him as a, as a teetotaler. You do what you want. Um, and uh, the headline, obviously, is lager workers taking the piss. Hey, I mean, it's not accurate, is it? Because he's not taking the piss, he's giving the piss. Now on to the fluffy bits of the papers. It's not news, it's basically just filler and chat in those middle pages. The features sections. And today we've got a kind of sex and relationships bonanza, the whole cycle <laughs> covered from how to meet someone wonderful to all the things you'll swiftly learn to hate about them. Um, so, Marcus, can we start with, uh, this is a story in The Times, in The Times 2, their features section, about how you can now invite 15 friends and family to Tinder to help you find your true love. Can you see any problems with letting your mum run your Tinder? <laughs> there are so many problems with this. <laughs> really? Uh, yeah, the first, the first problem is that most people I know, and we confirmed this this morning, uh, don't have 15 close friends, <laughs> <laughs> including family. Well, it's up to, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. You, you so, just do one or two. Now, look, I have to say, I haven't ever done any online dating, so I uh, I don't want to be judgmental, but I am going to be <laughs> <laughs> and say this is a terrible idea. So this starts, this is by Olivia Petter, and uh, she's on Tinder. She's given her mum full access, and the first question her mum asked as she scrolled through it is, do you want hot sex or a long-term thing? <laughs> oh, my God. At which point, not only would I have not let my mum uh, be on my Tinder profile, I'd have burned the iPad, the phone, and the laptop <laughs> and gone, no, that's it. We're all staying in indoors. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, she's given her mum full access. It's amazing. Tinder matchmaker enables singletons to invite 15 friends uh, while they won't be able to send messages or actually like anyone, they can make suggestions on certain profiles. And there's some lovely stuff here. <laughs> Her mum goes through it. Uh, she comments, this is a bit like looking at clothes. Um, <laughs> oh, lovely. Yeah. Yes, it is. And it's, it takes a while for her to move past the novelty of it all and work out how to navigate the app. <laughs> so she's looking through it, not really clear how it works. goes, Tom, 32, looks OK. Oh, fuck, I've lost him. I've lost Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Entire timeline. Tom, yeah, yes. sliding doors moment. Bye, yes. Tom. That could have been it for you, Tom. And then uh, she's quite keen on another one. Uh, uh, that's got as, as part of his profile. Let's chat alongside a winking emoji, and uh, she has to explain to mum. She says, "No, mum, wink emojis are a red flag. A red what? It's like a warning sign. A warning for what? That someone might be a creep." Um, <laughs> and she, mum, says, "Maybe she's just trying to be funny. You mustn't be so picky. It's not an aubergine emoji." So she knows what that oh, is. Right, yeah. oh, well. Secret life of mum there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Going on fruity. Uh, yeah. My favourite detail of this is that as she watches her mum use the app, her mum says, "It's a bit like Deliveroo." <laughs> <laughs> I can literally see your future um, husband getting closer. Just as he's, he's got one drop off on the way, 
<laughs> um, Pizza's going to be cold. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I exactly. Mean, delivery does bring a single man to your door. It does. Yeah. It does. Absolutely. You know, that's, that's an opportunity. Often got his own moped, so that's there you something. Go, yeah, pretty cool. Places. Yeah. I mean, so Andrew, once we've let our mums choose our delivery partners, okay. um, you know, so that's sorted. Great, we get into a relationship. It turns out from the papers that we just do loads of fighting. What's what's happening here? Well, the iPaper has got the three things couples really argue about. Now, mm. is it sex money and whether Tom Baker was better than Christopher Eccleston's Doctor Who? Is it sex money and would it kill you to do the dishes once in a while? <laughs> no, it's sex money and bins. Bins. Remember that 90s hip-hop hit, sex money and bins? bins. It's that. Yes, this is what we argue about. A counsellor shares advice on how to stop arguments. Uh, most couples have not had hundreds of arguments they've had the same argument hundreds of times as anybody who's been in a relationship longer than five minutes knows you'll be saying <laughs> we've had we've done this one we've done this one would you would you please do the bins um there is advice here on uh, how to negotiate when one person wants sex more than the other one uh, which seems to be pretty useful life advice the next one is who is putting out the bins um chores can become performative point scoring exercise it's the reminder that our partner isn't thinking about our needs there can be a real lack of gratitude especially if one person partner is doing the heavy lifting with chores bins can be quite heavy bins are heavy Very heavy. I've got, I've got to confess this this does happen in our house because I just I can't remember what bin what day is bin day you know no I'd like knows. to think that if there are bin arguments happening all over the country that Rishi Sunak's wife and he row over bins with them lying in bed at night and her turning to him going why did you say Labour are going to give people seven bins you look like a twat <laughs> yeah like a, like a twat I would the way he could win the election would be if he was to be seen coming out of number 10 at 11 o'clock at night with some bins. Pulling seven bins, seven bins. going, hi-ho! Yeah, <laughs> singing seven bins to seven tears by the Goombay dance band. That would, yeah. He would, and the, and the, finally, uh, money. Actually, it's, it's secret spending. Conflict isn't always about the money, but what it represents. It may signify power, freedom, or an escape route. Basically, if somebody's draining the bank account on Fabergé eggs or, I don't know, limited edition Star Wars figure, you know, action figures, whatever that might be, I don't know. Um, <laughs> just, this, just two things off the top of your head, Andrew. Comics, you've know. certainly never bought. Yeah, I've never, <laughs> I would never spend all my money on Everyone Star Wars listening to figures. this, just look at Andrew's picture online for a second and see if you can guess which of the two he's collected. Is it Fabergé eggs? <laughs> or is it Star Wars action or figures? Or is, is it Boba Fett with a, with a slightly different coloured helmet? Yes. Um, <laughs> and Andrew, you've got something you want to just highlight from Guardian Sport. Just one so. little thing. Um, if you read Guardian Sport, you'll have seen the incredible cartoons of David Squires, who is just the most brilliant artist uh, with a fantastic sense of humour. Often it's real kind of insider football jokes, which if you love football, you get a lot out of. But today he has done the life of Sir Bobby Charlton and... It is just, it will make you cry. It is so lovely. It is the, the entire life of Bobby Charlton punctuated by the idea that the, the Munich crash is always with him. And what, mm. You know, every few fra frames we see a busted propeller in the snow and we see uh, Sir Bobby just kind of contem contemplating. He sees a young player. It's uh, By the way, there's no speech balloons here at all. They're all just little vignettes. He sees a young player running around, you know, traffic cones practising. It makes him think of somebody who's not there anymore. Uh, you know, he, he's, he's lifting the European Cup and he gets the flashback to Munich. And it's his life from, you know, the glory of playing for Manchester United to the end and the fade-out is the frame just fill, fills with snow. And it reminded me of that that great Larkin line, you know, my mind will mm. fold, it, fold in on itself like snow. It is a beautiful, beautiful piece of work. And uh, get fantastic. The Guardian today or find mm. it online. You will cry into your phone. Oh, it's very lovely.
The Daily Star has a bonkers story about an experimental foodie who's made some incredible monstrosities out of crumpets. But if you want to know more about that, you'll have to join us in our supporters club. And that's the end of today's Paper Cuts. Thanks to Andrew Harrison. Thank you, Alex. And thank you, Marcus Brickstock. What a pleasure. Remember, we're now at five days a week and we would be really grateful for your support so we can keep bringing you a plethora of news and views every weekday. We are a 100% independent outfit. No big media owner behind us. We spend £600 a month on papers alone. So if you could chip in a little to keep Paper Cuts afloat, we'd be tickled pink. For as little as £3 a month, you can get every episode without adverts. Support us with a little more and you can get extended episodes with extra material plus paper cuts, mugs and devastatingly attractive t-shirts. Follow the show notes to back.papercutsshow.com to find out more. Our beloved supporters get a shout out on the show and here are three now. We'll do one each, Andrew. Hello and thank you to Joanna Ray. Marcus. Hello and cheers to Patricia Clara Walsh. And hello and thanks, Gov, to Julian Beach. I've been Alex von Tunzelman and you've been listening to Paper Cuts. On a day when K-pop girl group Stacy played Dallas, they wanted to wear shirts supporting the local Texas Rangers baseball team, but accidentally ended up in shirts from Glasgow Rangers Football Club <laughs> instead. Please do not try this in the East End of Glasgow. See you tomorrow. Paper Cuts is written and presented by Alex von Tunzelman with Podmasters Group Editor Andrew Harrison and Marcus Bridgestock. Audio production from Simon Williams. The show is produced by Liam Tate with assistant production from me, Adam Wright. Designed by James Parrott, music by Simon Williams and socials by Jess Harpin. The executive producer is Martin Boytosh. The managing editor is Jacob Jarvis. And Paper Cuts is a Podmasters production. 